Warriors, how y'all doing today? Uh, today, as as promised, uh, I am uh, start. Uh, I am doing my uh, Halloween extravaganza. Um, you guys get three uh, horror movies uh, that will be discussed during during the weekend. Last night we d- discussed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. And today we are discussing The Grudge. We are discussing the 2004 Americanized version of Juwan. Uh, now, the 20, 2004 version was actually released um, in October, October the 22nd. And it stars uh, Sarah Michelle Geller and Jason Beer, um, uh, uh, Clea Duvall, and uh, Bill Pullman. He's at the at the very beginning of the movie. Uh, but yes, it is a very scary movie. Uh, but we'll get it all into all of that in a second. Right now, let me introduce to you. Well, uh, actually, they need no introduction. They've been on the podcast many, many times before. Uh, Miss Marlene Miller. Uh, and she's on her way to becoming a regular, too. Woohoo! <laughs> Uh, uh, Miss Ingrid Hubert, and Miss Constance Streeter, aka Lady Gray. Hello, hello. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And we are here talking about the grudge, as I mentioned before. Uh, ladies, first and foremost, happy Halloween. I know it's not Halloween yet, but we probably won't see talk to each other before then. So, happy Halloween. <laughs> Well, actually, I am talking to Marlene. I'm, uh, next week, you're on my uh, Night of the Demons 2 uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, so I'll be talking to Marlene next Friday. But but happy Halloween anyway. Uh, um, uh, let me ask you guys, what do you guys do to celebrate Halloween? Or what have you guys done in the past? Like when you guys were younger or, or whatnot, you know, what would you guys do for Halloween? Uh, Marlene, we'll we'll start with you, uh, hun. Uh, what do you usually do for Halloween, or what have you done like in the past for Halloween? Oh, well, as a teenager, I was definitely about the tricks. I definitely like the <laughs> and silly string and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> eggs yeah, we used to do a little bit of uh, troublemakers back in the day. Yeah. This year, I'm actually going to hand out candy for the first time because I'll be at home. Oh, that's that, that's always fun to do. I love to give out can, candy. The only thing is, in our neighborhood, well, I think it's different now because a lot of there there's um, a lot more kids now than there has been in the past. But we've been at the house that we are living in now since 2016. But there has, and every year I always give out candy, but I have never ever had any kids come to the door. Like, n- not even, uh, not, n- I mean, not counting last year, because last year nobody did anything. But the year before that, and the year before that, nothing. You know, but, but this year I'm hoping that, you know, we get a little bit of traveling, you know, kids going around. But then, I I do plan on taking Christopher. Uh, me and Brian plan on taking Christopher. You know, walking through the neighborhood. You know, and and just uh, letting him trick or treat. So we're gonna do both. I guess you could say. So 
<laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I love giving out candy to the trick or treaters uh, when we have some. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, well, Miss Ingrid, what are you um, doing for Halloween, or what have you done in the past for Halloween, or both? Well, <laughs> well, in the past, I've always dressed up, you know, with my kids, you know, my kids uh, dressed myself up, you know, you know, Robert, you know, he's not one to dress up, <laughs> just wanted just to go along, you know. Everybody thought it was cool. Mom would dress up with the kids and everything. And I still be dressed up with my grandkids. Yeah. Uh, so, um, it's uh, fun. This weekend is uh, my other uh, oldest, second oldest granddaughter's birthday. And it's going to be on uh, um, Saturday. And we're all getting dressed up and everything. And we're having a party for her and then after the party that we have for her all the kids that all of the great kids plus great grandkids Halloween yes. Wow. Oh my goodness now how many great grand kids do you have, Miss Ingrid? Um I have uh, me myself nine Oh, okay. But my uh, the, the, my mom, for her, it would be like her. She has uh, she has Ingrid. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Xavier, yes, or Emma. Right. Her, her great grandkids. Uh, so that's you know, uh, the regular grandkids. Uh, oh, uh, you know, have eight or nine grandkids, you know. Uh, oh yeah. When she visited, we we uh we had a blast. You know, it's about to get more. Like, I wish she was here when we did the Halloween thing. Oh yeah, I'm sure she. I'm sure she would love it. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Take a whole bunch of pictures. That's what I plan on doing too. So, <laughs> and Constance, how about you, love? Uh, what are you doing with the kiddos this Halloween? I know um, last year you did uh, trucker treating with your kiddos. Will you be doing the same thing today um, this year, or kind of um, similar? This year. This year, I'll be taking the kids trick-or-treating a little bit early because I still got to work at my haunt that night until the late hours. But um, we're planning on going around. They're having that trunk-or-treat again this year, finally, since uh, everything kind of cleared up a little bit. So Mm -hmm. we're going to take them around. Then I'm going to take the car, get up to my haunt, work all night. Tire sleep scaring people half to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, tell the listeners what hunt, hunt uh, you uh, hunt at. <laughs> um, it's called Psychopath. Um, it's an outdoor <laughs> it's an outdoor woods 
area or you could go into an actual house. You got it. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. So, um, but the thing is, you don't know where we're coming at in the woods. We can make a noise on one end of the woods and then come at you from the other side. So you never know. Oh, where we're yeah. Going. Yeah, that sounds so exciting. Well, Marlene, you live in Oklahoma, so you can probably go to um, Castasis Hunt. Oh, yeah? Yeah, see, see, uh, it's in Oklahoma, right, um, Constant? Yeah. Yeah. Where's this at? Where's that? Spiri. Spiri. I have to look that up for sure. Yeah, Sue, go ahead. Go, um, besides your own costumes, have you been to a haunted house yet? Um, I've been to a couple. Um, I've been to me and Andrew took, I didn't say anything to anyone, but me and Andrew took a trip back to Oklahoma City to see some friends, and we went to the Bricktown Sanctuary. The one that's in Bricktown, or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been there before. That one, it's actually pretty good this year. We went through that We went through that one, and then, um, then about a few weeks back, like the first, like around the 20th of October, we went to Kansas City, and I visited my old haunt home at World of Fun, so we went through their haunts again at World of Fun for Halloween. Oh, cool. Marlene, how about you? Have you been to any haunted houses um, this October yet? No, not yet. Um, maybe today. Uh, I think my cousin is going to. I think that's what I'm going with to the drive-in. Oh, okay, yeah. Now you know I hear that they have haunted drive-ins. Uh, I don't oh, think they're, they're here. I don't think they're here in America, though. I think they're. Yeah, I've heard, um, and actually, um, Kelly was, uh, Kelly Dunsmore was telling me about the, um, uh, car wash, um, drive-thru. As a matter of, um, uh, she had, um, messaged me where it was. It is somewhere here in Texas, uh, in Dallas, Texas, somewhere, near, somewhere near me. Uh, but, but I'm, uh, I'm not really sure, so I'm going to have to, uh, read her message again. I'm gonna have to do that probably when we get when we get um done with the podcast. I'll do that. But yeah, um, but yeah, you know, um, and I said this last night, um, so so I'm repeating myself, but um uh Halloween for me is just so very nostalgic, you know, because um you know, as a kid, you know, you, you get dressed up and everything like that and uh, and that's just on on the day of Halloween, you know, the the days leading up to it is like just scary movies galore, you know. And and in the eighties, you know, uh, and nineties, you know, uh, it, it was it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. So horror movies was actually very much so, you know, something that was just, it wasn't every day. It wasn't an everyday thing. It was kind of like very um sparingly you know 
because it wasn't very mainstream. You know, a lot of people hated horror movies back in the day. So it was kind of, you know, uh, rare to see them uh, like anywhere being celebrated, you know. So, but, um, well, guys, let's hop right on into it. But before I jump into um, uh, the questions for um, the grudge, though, I have... um, um, I have uh, written down in my notes. Uh, <clears throat> uh, well, and I think I um, told you, Miss Ingrid, um, before how uh, uh, like every podcast that I do, I always put it. Uh, I always put it in other um, groups, and so and whenever I do that, and I, Marlene, I think all of you, um, I think you know about this too. Um, uh, whenever I do that, I always see one comment that pops up at me, you know. Uh, and last night, you know, I was talking about um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. And I put um, put it on different groups this morning. And um, one um, comment uh, got me laughing. And I'm wondering, uh, um, uh, well, let me read the, um, I'll read you the comment. The comment was, um, it's from James Ibs, or James Ives. I'm not really sure how to pronounce his last name. But he is from the um, Bloody Disgusting Horror Fans group page. And he says, uh, great movie. It's my third favorite Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. So I'm wondering what the heck his first two Favorite movie. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna have to ask him that too. Like, what's your first two favorite Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? Because this one was kind of like, I mean, compared to the 2003 one, it was kind of lacking in the, you know, in the scare department. Now, now I'll, I'll give you this: it was very intense and very brutal. If you guys remember, have seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, it's very, very brutal. There is more so than even the first one, the original one, if you ask me. But but the storyline itself was kind of lacking a little bit. Didn't really like the storyline. But uh, but yeah, other other than that, it really was a good movie. But nowhere near as scary as The Grudge. I'm sorry. You know what? When me and my best friend went to go see The Grudge, we were huddled together. We were kind trying to cover our eyes. And my best friend, she doesn't like scary movies anyway. So this, I think this is the movie that, said, that made her say, no more. Uh-uh. Latrice, I'm not going to see any more scary movies with you. <laughs> because I would always make her go see scary movies because I had nobody else to see them with. That was before me and Brian got together. So <laughs> I didn't have anybody. To, I didn't have a partner to go see them with. So I would make her go. But uh, but what did you guys think about, about The Grudge? Uh, Gosses, we'll st- start with you. What do you think of The Grudge? Don't you think it was, like, really scary? <laughs> I love this movie. Like, I own it, and it's, like, 
a high point on my Halloween list. That oh, I well, yeah. Every single Halloween. Um, but <laughs> um, it has awakened some of my biggest phobias I have, scare-wise. And I hardly talk to anybody about them, but these movies revisit my phobias so bad with some of the scenes that it oh, like, breathes. What's phobia? I'm nosy. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's just say you'll find out when you start having the answers from me but um yeah <laughs> um i basically i basically don't i love this movie i love all the jump scares it's constantly on a good point where it will yeah. seem like it's gonna slow down then it hits you again yeah so, i mean i love this movie it, it, it it's, it's a fantastic american version of it so yes i agree I agree. And, and Marlene, how are you, hon? Uh, what what, what um, do you think about The Grudge? Yeah, I, I recently revisited it. I think I watched it. I had messaged y'all. I think it was Monday. Yes, I, it was, it. I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. One of the yeah, two. Yeah, me, me and my friend was like, or Jason, he's like, oh, I want to watch that with you. He's like, I haven't seen that in forever. I was like, I haven't either. And then, um, yeah, we, we rewatched it and I like it a lot more than I did when I first seen it back in probably 2004. It's been a yep. long time. It has been a long. It's been a long time since they even made it. Can you believe it? Yeah, I know. I uh, he got me one good time. I was trying to scare him, and he was joking. He's like, "Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to start that." And <laughs> I was getting really into it, and he scared me. He got me really. Uh, yes. The, the, the whole paranoia, uh, paranoia, paranormal thing is yeah. scary to me anyway. Like, uh huh. Yep. That's what scares me. I yep. Paranormal. Yep. All day, every day, but <laughs> that's what I, t- I told um, my fiance. I said, give me a good slasher any day of the week. But that paranormal stuff, ooh, yeah. Jesus. No, no, yeah. no. Don't mess with that. <laughs> and Miss Ingrid, what, what do you think, my love? Oh yeah, that I love that too. Yes, and I love their special effects. Yeah, their special effects were right on point. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Oh, what'd you say, Miss Ingrid? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Oh yeah, the pacing. Yes, the pacing was awesome. Yes, I, I love when movies have that good pace, especially horror movies. When they have that good pacing to them, you know, they go from one set to another, but it it all goes with each other. You know what I'm saying? So, but well, I'm the first question that I have, because I want to just go ahead and just hop on and just hop on in there. 
what scene scared you the most? Because <laughs> I have a scene that scared me the most. Miss <laughs> uh, Ingrid, we'll go to you first. What scene scared you the most on The Grudge? I don't, you know, I don't think anybody was. I think everybody was surprised by that. And and that's another thing that, that made this movie very, very good. The surprise elements. Yeah, I mean, and his wife is talking to him, you know, like, oh, um, Close second 
a close second uh, of my the scariest part to me was when Alex had seen um, Yoko's dead body walking yeah. up the stairs. That is that's the that second the scariest, scariest part. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god! Scary too. Uh, that's one of the. I think that's one of the first kills. Uh, Yoko. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, when Yoko's killed, you don't actually see it. You just see her being dragged up into the attic. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say that, Miss Ingrid. You do when the cops go back up there. They they see her jaw. Oh my gosh, can you imagine your jaw being ripped out? Too many deaths in the um, no, we movie. didn't. Um, but uh, whose kill scene the kill scenes that we did get to see, uh, which weren't many actually, whose death, whose death scene was more creative, in your opinion? And like I said, I know we don't really have much to go on because you know we didn't really get to see a lot of the deaths, but but whose death was more creative? Uh, Constance, we'll go to you for this one first. Who's that do you think is creative? Honestly, in horror films, I like it when you see somebody being yanked up into an attic or yanked away, you know, and, and not really know until later on. Yeah. But, um, but see, that, that, that was a creative kill to me because of the fact that later on, all you see is Yoko's body being flared around as it's being yanked up into the attic. Then later on, Later on, where Alex, you know, basically she turns around to reveal her tongue hanging halfway out of her mouth, her jaw is on, and it's like, you can only, at that point, I like to have deaths like that because I like to imagine in my head how it went down. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, did Yoko have Kikio's hand in her mouth as she was being pulled up into the attic? ripped it out when she got up there. I mean, I mean, right. it leaves you to imagine. That's what I love about it. So, right. I mean, that, that that is my creative kill right there. I mean, you don't see too many jaw kills, like where someone gets Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, Marlene, how about you, hon? Uh, what's your um, take on who, whose death scene was more creative? Um... Whole uh, husband and wife uh, scene. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was pretty scary. Uh, then they find him in the attic later on, right? They look all dried up. And... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was him. Yeah. I was wondering. Yeah, it was. That was Matthew and um, uh, 
I did not even know that. I'm going to have to rewatch yeah, it now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to rewatch it now. I was wondering who, who it was, but I, I wasn't for sure. Found them up there along with that Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch it again so I can so I can see. I actually have it playing on the background right now while we're too. Oh. <laughs> I did, but it ran, it went off, so I cut off my TV. <laughs> Yeah, I'm watching it on Pluto. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I have the DVD, so. Yeah. <laughs> I need to. I need to get it. Uh, I, I need the whole, the whole Juan. Right. Whole oh yeah, I do need. Yeah, the Juan series itself. Yeah. Yeah. I want it all. Ring. You know. And uh, well, Miss Ingrid, uh, uh, whose desk do you think was more creative? Um, to tell you the truth, um, I want to say the uh, Matthew sisters the way that it kept following her and kept tracking her. Yeah, it was like it was stalking her. Yeah, and she was going up in the elevator, you see this little boy, you know, he's floor, he'd go up, he was back. Then the last before right right in the in the elevator door, you know, then she goes out and she goes into her apartment and then the uh phone rings, I believe it does, and it's Matthew at the door supposedly buzzes him up. It, it, it was quick, it was like Buzz, ding dong. <laughs> right. <laughs> he filmed standing outside the door when it failed. And next thing you know, that was it. Uh-huh. Was she was gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was like she disappeared right after that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It, now, they didn't see Matthew's sister's body, right? Her body was never found. No, 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 no. They were. It was never found. Yeah. Nope. Well, my my um creative death scene was actually Yoko's. I I actually um uh I like the fact that um well like you said um Constance the the mm-hmm. mysteriousness of it you know yeah, the, yeah. like what happened you know uh how did her jaw come out of her face. You know, but yeah. I actually liked the makeup effects of actually that that's actually what got me interested in her death was the yeah, uh was the makeup, you know, because she I mean they did a very good job with her. Yeah. And and the way that her body was moving, you know, how it was yeah. stiff, yeah. you know, it was moving very, yeah. you know, like robotically. Yeah. I guess I Huh? I mean, what got me? What got me with her death? Excuse me. What got me with her death when you first saw her again was the fact that how realistic they had that tongue just dripping with like blood. Yeah. And oh yeah. With like blood and like like spit and stuff. Yeah. Like, 
stuff like that. I, oh, yeah. I just look too realistic, and I love that about that. Yeah, you know? and then uh, uh, Alex trips on it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. the covers now. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> uh, well, what was everybody's favorite scene? Not necessarily your, the scary scene, but, but your uh, favorite scene, or just or just a scene you like really, really liked. Uh, 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 Marlene, we'll go to you um, first this time. What's the scene that you really liked or was your favorite scene? Not necessarily the scariest scene, but just a scene that you really liked. Um, all the jump scares. Because it's been a while since I've gotten actually scared. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't watch uh, like, like the paranormal thing too much because it, it does scare me. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, this was, a, this was a nice little treat. And like I said, my friend scared me. When I was really into it, so um, I like that. It's been a while since I've been yeah. scared. Yeah, all the jump scares in this movie is, is really good. Yeah, and you know what? We were talking about that last night, actually. Um, if you guys go back and listen to the podcast that I did uh, about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, we were saying how it. I mean, it's been too long since a scary movie has actually really scared us uh, to death. You know, so, so yeah, it, I mean, anytime you can get a good scare out of a movie, because uh, even with Halloween Kills, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, uh, and uh, don't worry, Marlene, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but, but I, I'm just saying, uh, you know, don't expect to be scared, scared. Uh, ex- expect it to be good because it is good. Halloween Kills is getting a lot of hate too. A lot of people are saying, saying "Oh, I don't like it." Blah blah blah. Oh, get over yourself. Have a good well, time. Here's, here's the thing about Halloween Kills: people needs to realize it's a slasher film, so it, they're going to heavily depend upon the blood and gore and the fact that he's yeah. killing people. So it's going to be heavy on the storyline. It's going to be more heavy on how he kills, how gory the blood and the kill is. Right. How much they can do. That's why people need to realize that they don't need to be hating so much on it. Because, I mean, I was born in 86. I'm still an 80s baby. But I I grew up with stuff like that. So that's the only thing about Helming Kills that I tell people. I'm like, it's a a slasher film. What do you expect from it? Exactly. Exactly, right. and and but it is a very entertaining movie. It is. But however, oh, if you want, if you if I'm trying to make me wait to watch it for my birthday on in November, and I'm like, um, I can't no, do that. <laughs> <laughs> you make no promises. It's too good. It's too good to wait. Oh, and I love the drive-in anyway. Uh, I do too. Third time going ever. And then, yeah, it's such an awesome double feature that's going to play. I have to go. I have to see it. Yes. You, and it's only $7? Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Girl, yeah. take that. <laughs> go. Yes. 
And uh, I mean, uh, but if you want a real scary movie, you're gonna have to um, <laughs> probably uh, watch something like The Grudge, which is a paranormal and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And well, Constance, what was your favorite scene in um, The Grudge? Again, not necessarily the scariest scene, but a scene that that you just really liked and, you know, just really thought was your favorite. Mine would have to seriously be the bed scene, just because (laughs) of the fact that you don't know where she went. Like, honestly, you see her pull down, you see a bunch of shapes, and then the the bed is flat as it looks when no one's in it. So it's like it makes you wonder if she pulled her into the abyss, if there's some portal underneath her bed that she just dragged her into some everlasting darkness. It's like it makes you wonder, where did she go? Right. So, I mean, I, that, that was one of my favorite scenes. But my other favorite scene that I really get excited about every time it starts up or I know it's about ready to get close is the stairs scene. When you see her, like, dragging herself out of that yeah. back stairs yeah. uh, with uh, Doug and uh, uh, Karen. Oh, so yeah. That that right there is another phobia of mine. I hate when I see like things like crawling down the stairs in unnatural ways. I would have been out of that house in two seconds. Again. <laughs> yeah. um, For real. But yeah. I, I just love the whole, I love that whole scene. Plus the fact that, you know, after she got where she thought she was going to escape out the door, and then all of a sudden her face just appears on the door, doorway going down it. That, that was the other yeah. thing that jumped. So, oh, um, yeah. Definitely, yeah. That, definitely that was like my favorite scene out of the two, really, was the stair scene. So, yes. Yeah. And I believe that woman uh, was a contortionist. I think that's what you call it. A yeah, yeah, she, she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's so crazy because uh, I guess contortionist can only come from Japan or something because uh, um, the guy that that's the guy that's on um, the guy that's huh? I think quite a few other types of contortionists other than uh, Asian contortionists. Oh, because one guy in movies that he does weird. Uh-huh. It's a guy. He is like, I, I wish I knew his name, but he. Woo, woo. Well, <laughs> well, I knew a, I personally knew a uh, back in my old haunt days when I still lived in Kansas because she would scare people nine times, like way better than we ever could because she would like hide in a box. And oh, when they came wow. out of, but when they got close, she would come out like this. Like oh that, my like, gosh! Like, like, oh. So I mean, she, she. I mean, if you heard a loud scream going down that hallway before you got to your room, yeah, you knew she got them pretty good. But yeah, she'd come out the box upside down and then like flip over and chase them. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Yeah, and see, I only um said Japanese because um because you know uh. You guys have seen uh, Ocean's Eleven, right? Yes. 
Yeah, the the guy is a contortionist. He's um, uh, I think he's Japanese or what have you. So I was like, wow, are they all from you know Japan or you know something like that? You know, I'm not trying to be racist or anything. Just making an observation. <laughs> just make a yeah, just making an observation. Break down the categories of people as we can't say you know, a nationality or something or another. I mean, what do you, what do you say? Right. <laughs> okay, a person of this country. All right. That, that don't sound right. I mean, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, That's true. <laughs> we know the difference between that, you know, when you try to just that's a movie or another, you know, and trying to find out the background, especially foreign films, you know, and um, you get Czechoslovakian or French or Italian or oh, right, you know, right. So you have to be able to to, uh, to say where it originated from, you know, without people getting off. for me because they are really um, it makes me wonder why the other movies that were remade from uh, Japan such as The Ring Ringu you know uh, One Miss Call and, and I think I do have this um, on my fun, in my fun facts too uh, Ringu uh, One Miss Call Dark water, or is it black water? It's either black water or dark water. I forget which, but they all were Americanized. They did not. um, They did not have um, the same thing as the Grudge because the Grudge was actually filmed in Japan, even though it stars American actors. It was filmed in Japan, and the director. Yeah, same director, right? Yep. Yeah. The same director that directed Juan directed on um, the Grudge, and I kind of wish that he would have he would have um, directed all those other movies too, because they would have did better than they had. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that 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 wrote It's almost like the. Another guy, Takashi um, Mai, he's, he's very, he's another very good, uh, uh, he did one movie with Oscar and uh, E.T. the Killer, um, the Stormtrooper, something or another. I mean, he's done for all kinds of movies. And he, he and he he, he kind of uh, crosses lines in some in some situations, mm. uh, you know. But but he is a real good 
You know what movie I I do plan on watching, but I haven't started uh yet yet to, I haven't started to watch it yet. Uh, Squid Games on Netflix. Oh, I haven't. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I yeah. watch that. Yeah, I know. I know you watched it. Well, yes. I can't wait for season two. I am. I am just. Oh, so it's a series. It's a TV series. It's not a movie. It's a series. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. There was a lot of people that were kind of uh mixed on that too, you know. And I was like, no, you gotta give it a chance. You gotta dig deep down and see what this person is trying to do with these series games. Just watch the movie and take it for what it is. Entertainment. That's right. That's right. Gotta watch it over again, watch it over again. I'm gonna watch it over again. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now my favorite scene. Now did everybody get the chance to talk about their favorite scene? Oh no. The only the, the thing my favorite scene? Yes, Miss Ingrid. Yeah, that's my third. That's my third scariest scene. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's like one of my top favorites right there. You know, because uh, anybody that came in, in contact with them. Oh yeah, they were under the you, curse. You are, you're dead. You know, you're gone. You know, yeah, most that, definitely. <laughs> see those glowing eyes Lord. shoot even the uh, well because I think that that's the cover of the DVD uh, cover and the VHS yeah. cover too and so even the cover itself is like petrifying oh yeah man that little boy there was spooky Yeah. Well, I hear I hear the Blu-ray has all all of those extras in it. The 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 things that they have to take yeah. out of the movie, the Blu-ray has yep. put them back in. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna buy me that. I, I want the whole thing. Uh well thing. my favorite uh part is actually the first part. Um, that um, uh, Miss Ingrid spoke of earlier. I I do 
love when the scary movie can uh, just take me in like right away and, and scare me right away. And and that's what the grudge did with, when they um, killed off Bill Pullman's character, you know, rather quickly. You know, because you're thinking, what? Why did he do that? And what? What happened? What? What's wrong? You know. And then you know that um, you don't get answers in, immediately, but you do get answers as the movie goes along because you know it, it. It it's out of sequence. You know, it, and and usually, usually I don't like movies like that. I don't you. I don't like movies that go out of sequence. But ever since Kill Bill Volume One, because Kill Bill Volume One is actually my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies. I, I can, I can, I can, I can tolerate it now because of Kill Bill. That's kind of Quentin Tarantino's format, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and that's that's another one. Even though Pulp Fiction isn't my favorite, I, I it it is another uh, movie that I can tolerate. But Kill Bill, like though. Brown. <laughs> yeah, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Brown. The, the Grindhouse. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep, yeah, the Grindhouse movies. Uh-huh. Yep, I forgot about those. Uh. So, what is everybody's least favorite scene? Uh, uh, and uh, Marlene, we'll go to you uh, first for this one. Uh, what's your least favorite scene? Um, probably Doug's death. That was really sad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was sad. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was. And, and he was a really good boyfriend, so. She, he was a really yeah, good boyfriend, he, and they looked cute good. together, too. He didn't have to stop, but he to go in his defense. <laughs> no, <laughs> if no, he would if she would have said true. don't go in that house there, don't go, he would he wouldn't have went. But she didn't yeah. say that. So <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh Constance, how about you? What's your least favorite um a scene? You know as much as I love this movie, I've been through this movie many times since 2004 and i can honestly tell you i really don't have a least favorite scene i have an issue with the i have an issue with the flashbacks because i love i I love knowing the backstory of stuff so like especially since it's paranormal so i can understand more why the story is happening and i kind of feel like it lacked on the backstory i understand you know they did the best they could to give the backstory but i have to give it to them because later on they gave us the Junon uh, origin series, which yes. went back through and actually told you every family that lived in the house, why it was cursed. And right. So, I mean, I, I really didn't have a least favorite scene. 
I think that it flowed really well. Like every single time that it needed to go into the next part, it did not bother from it. It didn't do it. It just went right into the next scene at a smooth, productive uh, pace. So yeah, I really know these productive scenes. The backstory, though, I wish they could have done more on. Yes, yeah. I, I I agree with you actually. And uh, and uh, did you guys see the show? You guys know that there is a show on Netflix. They yeah. they yes, they I, put I it, it out last year. Watch yep, they put it out last year, and I I did watch it, and uh, it is one of the scariest uh, it series, but it's very good. I I do love the acting in it. And, uh, um, uh, but yeah, so I think the series kind of, you know, uh, like you said, Constance, it, uh, yeah. it, it, um, brought, brought everything together, you know. Yeah, it did, it did. Yep. It did. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And Missy, what was your least favorite, um, uh, scene? Kevin, my least favorite scene is not, I, I don't have a real least favorite scene. I, 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 the thing that got me the most is when Aaron was actually able to witness uh, Peter going to the, the, the house to find out what was all that stuff going on with the tales. Uh, love letters and uh, how the husband found the, the diary like that. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed the sense that Karen actually got to see kind of what happened caused the tales to be the way that she is. You know, mm-hmm. the boy with the, and the boy you know, and uh, to know that uh, the only thing I didn't like is when uh, the second didn't really tell her up front about the house at first. You know, he, 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 he kind of uh, waited until he actually seen the tape and uh, then when she wanted to talk to him, that's when he told the story. Everything and, uh, you know, I got a little bit more. There's nothing really lacking as far as, uh, oh no, not at all. There's nothing lacking. Well, (laughs) my least favorite scene is any scene where the little boy and his cat is involved. Because they scared the living daylights out of me. Yes, Tasio and Mar, I think they that's what they named the cat. Tasio and Mar. <laughs> and oh okay, so uh who was your favorite character? Uh uh Miss Miss Ingrid, we'll start with you uh for this one. Who is your favorite character in the grudge? And that's a hard one to pick too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
character in uh, The Grudge? Um, I like Sam Raimi's uh, character. That's Alex, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's I, I like Sam Raimi a lot. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love cameos and Easter eggs. I love those. Yeah, when they could put... When they could put a good cameo and good uh, Easter eggs in the movie, it's always good. And um, let's see. Uh, um, well, my favorite character is actually I like I like the detective actually. Actually, uh, he to yeah. me he was determined. He was almost as determined as Karen was to find out what was yeah. going on with that house. He wanted to burn it down. So, oh yeah, he did. He did. And then when he didn't, because he had got killed by the spirit. She took over. That's when Karen took over, and she did, she lit that lighter and let it burn, and let the yeah. spirit come over her or whatever. Let they was. She said, "Come on, because you're about to die too." So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yep. But um, so but but the detective was my favorite though. So, well, who, who was everybody's least favorite uh, character? 
Uh, Constance, we'll come to you for this one first. Who is your least favorite character? I really had a hard time with the least favorite character. Well, I had two, two of them, but I can't figure out which one I hate more. <laughs> um, um, it, it just, it goes back to the whole finding out the truth about uh, Kikio and her husband. Uh-huh. And then like that whole flashback. I don't know who yeah. to hate more, Kikio or the husband. Because right. like, one, you had Kikio who was in love with her college professor, writing everything in her diary, writing uh-huh. love letters to her professor. And then you had the husband who went basically insane from jealousy. Kikio and like possessed from jealousy. Well, and I and I'm and I'm thinking my theory is you especially if you watch Origins. Uh-huh. They were not the first family in that house. Nope. They were not uh, the first right, family yeah. in that house. So I'm thinking the grudge had gotten a hold of him when he found out the diary about the diary and he kind of went into this blind rage and I understand him going after Kikio and killing her because of what he did, but I don't right. think it was right because I mean there's better ways to deal with that. You don't kill somebody right off the bat because they right. decide to you know but why go after his son and the cat? They did nothing. The the cat and the little boy did nothing. Like why? <laughs> I I was just thinking because he's just pure evil. It was just pure. I I don't know. State, you know that he had that it didn't matter to whoever was in the vicinity of that hatred and that. Possession. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking too, Miss Ingrid. I mean, to kill the cat. Come on. The cat. No, if, if you want. Like, I mean, I mean. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm like, because in Secession, if you remember the flashback, Kikio gets scared, backs off, he goes running into the hallway. The cat is the first victim. He just picks up that cat and just kills it. And then he goes after Kikio and her son. So it's just like I it's that's why I said I don't know who to hate more, Kikio or right. my husband. <laughs> right, because it's kind of well, even though we know that they didn't start the curse or they didn't start the grudge. No, no, no. It, uh, but but they kind of didn't make it any better because of no. their because of their individual sins. See, and I that that's what gets me. Like when people ask me this question, I've had it asked many times, and people look at me like, "Wait a minute!" So you you don't like two people? I'm like, no, it's not the people I don't like. It's the situation that happened and what it turned into, right. and the innocent right. people yes. die exactly at result of it. And that, that that's what I hate. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yes, and that's a good that's a good way to put it, Constance. It really is. And, and so just think about it. You get all that evil amount on top of evil amount on top of evil with yes. family that keeps moving in. Yeah. You know, eventually it's just gonna become some kind of some you know, kind of evil force. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Very evil when I. That just does not care about whatever. Yeah. You know, yes. 
right there, like you said. I, I think I would just hate to whoever the, the initial person is that starts on the Elon thing, you know, the whole uh, evil part of it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I hate to do that. Right. And, and Marlene, how about you? Who who um is your least favorite character? Um if you even have one. <laughs> probably the wife. Um she just seemed like well, she had good reasons to not really like it there, but you know, if if it it wasn't made apparent to why she uh like the spirit wasn't showing itself yet. But she was already kind of like, I don't know if I like it here. She just seemed like such a downer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really mind when it was her time to go. I got so lost. Well, I yeah, yeah. and who didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, but, but I feel y'all, though. I feel y'all. Uh, uh, Miss Ingrid, I don't think I asked you yet. Uh, who Who is your uh, least favorite character in The Grudge? Did you write it in your diary knowing that your husband was going to read it? <laughs> because yeah, you know, because yeah, you know, you're huh? Actually, that was half of my question when I watched that scene for the first time. My other half was, Why would your dumb butt keep it out where he could find it? And yeah, yeah, because diaries are just you know, that they're, they're diaries, right? I mean, they're we keep our innermost thoughts in our diaries. So, uh, uh, so you know, there is supposed to be like a safe place. You know, nobody's supposed to be reading it or what have you. 
But if you have like a husband that you know is possessive, that is abusive, and that doesn't care about your privacy uh, boundaries, why, like you said, Constance, why leave it out in the open? You know, right? I mean, she left it on the desk in the room. I mean, like, right there, so her husband could freely pick it up at any point, at any time. Right. It could have happened at any point or any time. That puts things in perspective now, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, my least favorite uh, favorite character is actually Matthew and Susan's mother. And only because she didn't really have that many lines. You know, we didn't really get to see, you know, or hear her say much of anything. Except for, well, when she had told Karen, I just want her to leave me alone. (laughs) You know, that was the only time we heard her speak, so. But, uh, well, my last question is my deep question. And uh, uh, how does the grudge pertain to the Bible? And uh, I'll I'll go first for this one, guys. The only thing that I could come up with, uh, and, and of course, you know, it, the Bible deals with demons and everything like that and, and how Jesus himself went toe to toe with demons and he did cast them out. But 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 I came up with the scripture. Um and it's Matthew 12, 43 to 45. Well I should say the first part of 45 um of verse 45. It says it says uh when an evil spirit comes out of a man it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not uh and does not find it does not find the rest and then it says then it says i will return to the house that i left when it arrives it finds the house unoccupied swept clean and put in order but then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself and they go in and live there and and i i guess what i get from that scripture is uh it's kind of like you know these spirits because like we said before uh that family wasn't the only family that that lived in the house you know according to the juan series that's on netflix uh uh so you know the spirit it laid dormant until it found other occupants with those demons inside them with the demons inside them and as each family came in and had those whether it was lies whether it was just secrets you know of of any kind you know that the spirit the evil spirit that evil spirit was able to magnify because of the sins wow. of the people. And, and that's that's what that's what I got out of it anyway. And uh, well Miss Ingrid, how about, about you? I know you said that you had a scripture or something. So um the one that kind of stood out for me was uh Timothy 
chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, it says, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times come, men uh, will be lovers of themselves, lovers of uh, uh, money, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, and awful, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, uh, and just without self-control, brutal, dispensers of, uh, of good, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haunting, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God, having to, uh, having, having a form of godliness, but a long, but denying the power of such people turns weary or something like that. Mm -hmm. Read my own way. Turns wrong. For me, I'm thinking that this particular scripture um, shows that in those times that, that, that you got evil going on and that you have people that will follow that evil, you know, that, that will be tempted by it, that will be... Uh, People that don't know how to be honest with other folks, you know, if you're hiding something or you're uh, uh, being deviant towards uh, the, the law of God, you know, and, and being faithful towards one another and, and, and being.
you know, because it, it would catch on to you, and no matter where you went, no matter where you slept, it was always attached to you. You know, yes. phone, uh, anything, you know, it, it would trick you, you know. So it's like, And Constance, uh, uh, how are you? If you? Do you have an opinion, hon? Because you know you don't have to answer it if you don't want. Oh, no. It's, it's fine. Um, I personally, I do have a scripture because it's something that kind of played really well into what I was thinking. But um from Romans 12, 19, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. see, and here's my thing. I'm huge on paranormal folklore. I will sit on my computer for hours when I have nothing to do and look up. Yeah. Folklore, like Japanese folklore, American folklore, yeah. creatures and monsters and ghosts and stuff, just because I like to. If you think about it, the grudge is a vengeful spirit who had died a tragic death. And now, as a result, it can't get its, it's not satisfied. No matter how many death, how many people it takes, how many souls it claims, it is not satisfied. And that's why the house is so cursed. That's why everybody in the house had this thing reach onto them, follow them, and eventually kill them. So it's like, yeah. it's like almost like taking their revenge. It's like taking its revenge on the same time. Um, basically, you know, I, I see the whole re- revenge aspect because there are so many yeah. tales of vengeful spirits that, you know, and it doesn't matter if, you know, people believe in the paranormal or not, but you're going to get revenge from human beings every day as well. People are going to think they got to take matters into their own hands and it's only going to Play. It's going to be yeah. much worse. So, I mean, that's where I take it is the revenge yeah. aspect because it centers around the grudge. It does. Yeah. You're right. It does. Yeah. It really does. And Mar- Marlene, uh, do you have an opinion? You don't have to answer the question if you don't want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, have, I have something. Um, what I think it pertains to the Bible. Uh, it is tempting to try to take the role of God and seek those who we feel deserve it. But we are, but because we are sinful creatures, it is impossible for us to take revenge with pure motives. Like, uh, I, I almost have like the same scripture that you have, like, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against the, against one of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Leviticus 1918. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bible has a great deal to say about revenge. Both Hebrew and Greek words translated vengeance, revenge, and avenge have their root meaning, the idea of punishment. This is crucial in understanding why God reserves for himself the right to avenge. Right. Amen to that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't believe we have self-control enough to be able to take revenge on our own. Like, that's 
something that a higher power needs to do. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. We definitely have to rely on the Lord. That's most, you know, that is. Yeah. Yeah. I already know I don't trust myself to take revenge in my own hands because I'm not. I, I know, that's right, girl. Pure motive, uh, pure motive, so. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 the, thing with, the thing with revenge, people got to remember, we're just human. The first thing we're going to want to do is do the worst possible thing to that person who hurt us. And yeah, or who if, hurt anybody you know, in our lives. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I mean, that's the thing that I think people forget about revenge. You, you certainly can try to take it, but at what cost? I mean, you're going to either go to jail because you did something stupid or like look at some of the people who had accidentally hurt somebody to the point where they almost killed them you know because of the fact that they were wronged in some way and it's like well you guys need to learn there's responsibility and there's revenge that's not revenge at all you need to be weary of what you're doing right exactly exactly well, well, guys, that was my last question. So we're we're done with the questions, but I do have five fun facts um, to share, uh, and they're pretty interesting. Uh, the first one is, um, uh, well, and I have already actually talked about this, but unlike the other Japanese remakes like The Ring, uh, Dark Water, uh, Pulse, and One Missed Call. This was the only film out of all of them that actually remained in Japan instead of moving the story to America. Uh, my fun fact number two is the character of Toshio is, all, is almost always found with this cat. But in real life, the boy who plays Toshio, uh, Yuya Ozeki, was terrified of cats. My fun fact number three is Jason Burr, who plays Doug, he met his wife uh, on the grudge. Uh, Katie Strickland, who plays Susan, uh, uh, they met on the set of the film and both began dating due to their interest in Japanese culture which is why they both accepted their roles in the film in the first place. Uh, Despite not sharing any scenes together in the film, they eventually married two years later. That is awesome. Uh, That's just like yesterday, uh, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, the beginning, Jordana Brewster met her husband, uh, Bill, uh, uh, well, I don't want to, be wrong. I feel for oh Andrew Andrew Form. I think it's her uh, husband's name. Well, he was a producer on that movie, and that's how they met. They they got married like a year after um, um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. Uh, my fun fact number four is the makeup process used to create the ghostly in, incarnations of Kayako and Toshio took around two hours. Yeah. And my fun fact number five is the backstory that creates the curse in this series 
is strongly reminiscent of the myth of Oiwa, a traditional Japanese Anryo uh, resentful ghost legend. O Oiwa was a housewife disfigured and brutally murdered by her unfaithful husband. She returns to hunt him and make him and makes him murder his new lover. According to the legend of a, 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 a curse um, accompanies her story and that those who retell, who retell it will suffer injuries and even death. The disfigured aspect of the Anrio is likely what inspired um, Sadako Yumura's appearance in Ringu. So that's all. That's all the fun facts that I have. And uh, I would I would go on to the cast and crew that has passed away, but nobody has passed away from this movie, guys. Nobody. I, everybody is still alive. Even from the crew, everybody's still alive. And I, and I actually, excuse me, I, I actually think that's because um, they did do, uh, they blessed the set. Yes, they blessed the set. And I think that's, I think that's why, you know, uh, uh, because, you know, every culture has its, you know, uh, mythology, you know, that they use, even though, though, you know, as a Christian, we're not supposed to follow those mythologies, but every culture has them. And, and I think that, uh, and, this is just me. You don't have to agree with me. Uh, uh, the Christians don't even, uh, other Christians don't even have to agree with me. But I do really think that um, them blessing the set um, of this movie really kept them safe. You know, yeah, even even true. years after the fact <laughs> that you know yeah. that after they you know made this movie. Most definitely. Most definitely. But now we'll move on to my grouper's reaction. And Constance, you uh, got it pulled up for me, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, if I have uh, three, that'll be good. Uh, I just want you to read three anyway. Um, um, you actually do have three of them. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, so the initial question, guys, she had asked was to the group was what was their scariest moment in the movie for them? And Chris, I can't pronounce his last name. Oh, Chris Nusera. Chris Nusera. Yeah, Okay, so he said it's been a while since he's seen it, but I think I remember a girl hiding under the covers and the evil girl was in there with her. Yeah. <laughs> and Mick Mac said it's been years since he's seen it, but I do remember the scene where she comes uh, comes crawling down the stairs making that weird growling sound freaking me out. Yes. Uh, oh, even now it creeps me out. Okay, so, and then uh, Hillary, uh, hey, hey, seriously, go for it. Um, and 
Hillary underneath him replied that she was not going to lie. She never made it past that part because she turned it off in a panic. <laughs> well, that just means that yeah, it is good. Those are the three uh, comments for that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that just means that it was good. It scared the bejesus out of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like movies like that. Uh, yes. I was like, I'm going to have to start those uh, VHS movies. I hear that they're good. Well, they good. well, guys, we have come to the end of my podcast. I do want to mention that there was another lady who was going to be here. She was going to be my newbie. I couldn't wait till she came on. But... But uh, today is Lori Wood's birthday, her 60th birthday, as a matter of fact. And she, uh, her, um, yes, her, her husband, her husband surprised her with a whole bunch of stuff, including a little party for her. So then I said, well, go enjoy, go celebrate by all means. Don't do, don't come on my little podcast come on now you're you only turned 60 once so happy birth happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday okay all right so i told her that we would give her a little shout out and i'm also gonna give her a birthday shout out on the group page as well uh speaking speaking of my group page listeners if you guys want to join please do so uh go to um the search engine on facebook and just put in horror movie warriors and uh and we'll either me or my admins which is ingrid hubert uh i can't talk now ingrid hubert ingrid hubert or constance goodrich they're both my admins, so either I or one of them will let you in. Um, Marlene is um, a part of the group as well, and we just have a good time on there. Uh, so, so please come join us. And also, um, if you guys uh, want to give me a uh, leave me a tip at any time, if you guys like what you hear on my podcast, uh, you guys can go to my PayPal account. Uh, and go under my email address, which is carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. Again, that's carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. And you guys can uh, leave as as big a tip as you want or as little of a tip as you want. And also that email address, you guys can email me any questions, any concerns, um, if you want to know how to be on my podcast, you guys can use that same email address to ask me all of those questions. All right. And, uh, uh, well, that's all she wrote, guys. Uh, uh, Marlene and Ingrid and Constance, I thank you guys for being here, especially you, Marlene. I really I, I really love it when you're, you're on because <laughs> you have such a presence about you. I just got to I just got to tell you. Yes, we enjoy having you. We enjoy. I, I, I really do think that you are. Uh, I think you're like two or maybe 
maybe three or four episodes away of becoming a regular mm-hmm. on my podcast. But but you know what? And you're not alone. Mick Mac from last night. Last night Mick Mac was on, and he's about that same. I think he has the same amount of as, as you. I think he's about on like three or four uh, episodes away from being a regular as well. So. <laughs> so yes but but guys um until tomorrow when i talk about the thing and i'm talking about about the thing with joshua grant with allison stonewell and richard moylan so that's going to be a good time but until then guys we will see you later bye guys happy halloween